Norman, welcome to the 10th episode of the Wimblex podcast, today live from Amsterdam during an Emers and Depth event. Uh, it's like an uh, extra podcast, which we decided to uh, record because your topic is so uh, interesting. Yes. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, the development uh, of uh, the performance marketing industry, uh, which you have Great. been involved in. Yeah. And uh, uh, usually, I would name the podcast The Death of SEO, which is uh, 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 how performance marketing is working. Very, very click. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, But uh, the joke uh, is click old. Click No, the joke is not old. Not in the lens. Uh, I, I, we will evolve Willem in a minute uh, uh, but before that please introduce yes. yourself uh, and to tell us what you're doing for life yeah Alex hi thanks for the um, invitation here um, was quite a talk uh, in the morning so um, yeah thanks again yeah I'm Norman uh, Nielsen I work in the e-commerce business now since um, 12 years I started um, in Munich and um, New Delhi India with my first uh, uh, marketing experience and then I worked for Axel Springer And the last six and a half, seven years, I worked for Zalando, the uh, European uh, fashion retailer. And um, yeah, I had quite a big team of up to 84 people. Um, um, I was leading the, the SEO, um, ASO department at the beginning. And at the end, um, I was three years um, heading the content marketing department, including SEO, including content production. Now, yeah, so... We had a lot of fun ramping up all the 14 countries. Yeah, I, 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 as I as I told you before, uh, uh, you will uh, uh, you have to now eat your own dog food a little bit, and you need to read one of the uh, one of the category landing pages. So because we need to uh, we need to um, educate our listeners what SEO meant actually a couple of years ago, um, yes. how, how, how it worked, and maybe we can uh, deep dive uh, um, into that. Maybe we, let, let's start with your observation about like the Dutch market or the general understanding of the German market versus the rest of Europe. So what I've learned is that a lot of online marketing and performance marketing tactics started uh, uh, in Europe and um, had been um, developed a lot within uh, um, um, Zalando and with all the Zalando clones. Uh, and therefore, we find a lot of aggressive tactics in the German market. So um, how do you look on other markets like the Dutch market, the uh, the Nordics, uh, um, maybe Southern Europe? So is, do they use the same tactic, tactics? Is it working the same way? Is it less aggressive? Or uh, do the websites for online fashion are looking the same in Spain as they are uh, looking in Germany? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, you're totally right there. The aggressive market changed. Yeah, the the quality of content changed. Yeah, uh, at the beginning, um, uh, between 2008, 2013, 14, it was all about ramping up um, very fast, very cheap content on your site and partnerships of value, low value, mid-sized value. Um, this had a hard turn in 2015 on the more advanced markets like uh, Germany, like UK. Um, where yeah, um, websites uh, realize that it's better to be user-centered in what you do, that also SEO elements can actually support uh, user experience on the site. Yeah? Um, so uh, we and others started um, rethink the idea of the content, that it um, supports actually the decision-making of the user. Um, so we changed the quality of the text. Maybe you will find some some gems from before, yeah. Um, no, no, no. I just I I I, I just <laughs> because with English podcast, I, I tell yeah. you in a minute. I tell you in a yeah. minute. Yeah. But um, um, uh, at the end, we uh, we uh, 
yeah, we bought high class uh, content for the web page or created them ourselves. The difference in the single markets um, uh, is quite clear. The UK is very advanced. Yeah, the, uh, Google rolls out um, early the their updates in the UK market. Um, the Nordics have a low competition level, so it's an easy entrance if you do everything around branding and performance right. Yeah. Also, Spain is smaller, of course. France is always difficult. Yeah. Google ha uh, um, is difficult to read in France. Um, you have a very mixed um, spectrum of e-commerce. There are a lot of platforms um, competing for uh, similar uh, product categories and so on. And the German market is, uh, as always, um, a large market with a lot of competitors. Yeah. yeah. But w w what do you say it, uh, when you're, uh, if you're looking back, and I, I usually explain the development of e-commerce uh, uh, with the example of Zalando, I say, okay, like 15 years ago, it was good enough to have uh, an e-commerce business with 10, 20, 30 million in revenue. If it was like cash flow positive, you could grow on base or, uh, based, uh, based on this. And then Zalando somehow entered the market in 2008, 2009, and really started the online marketing arbitrage industry and then you uh, uh, in one moment to the next moment you needed like 20 people in the online marketing team just just there to uh, to compete with uh, Zalando or with the Zalandos of other industries and um, hiring or having like 20 people financing 20 people uh, uh, meant you need like 100 million in uh, online revenue or maybe 200 million um, and then it even got much more complicated than it uh, during the international rollout. So it, 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 for, for me, in this kind of story I'm telling to the market, so Zalando was really like the, the first company in Europe that real, real realized the value and the arbitrage potential of online marketing. And now if you're looking like 10 years later and with 2018 yeah. uh, into the market, all the strategies that had been invented like 10 years ago are worthless today, more or less. So it's like it, it became hygiene and therefore you can't differentiate yourself through writing better SEO texts on your landing page uh, yeah. anymore. That is more my yeah. perception of the market. Yeah, so uh, my perception is that um, um, Zalando turned 10 years now this month, you know, in October. Um, and um, uh, we have a lot of automation going on, so you don't need these big workforces anymore. You know, when I started, it was the, uh, the hottest shit out there to have a big uh, online marketing workforce and do, do everything uh, um, by hand and um, for every niche you have a, a, a single uh, advertisement, a single plan. So these times, uh, um, I would say, are over, yes, uh, for most of the channels, so you can't differentiate yourself anymore via Facebook or um, search advertising mm. um, on the market. I still think there's uh, potential for brands to do um, better content that supports not only the, the hardcore buy shoes, uh, um, yeah, deep in the funnel um, uh, transactional content, but also upper funnel, mid funnel, there's a lot of potential in doing uh, still great stuff, um, handmade stuff uh, that supports your brand and then your customer journey also on the side. Hmm? Yeah, but but what when you when you're looking back um, uh, and and when you're looking into other markets, do you still think there's potential with standard performance marketing um, strategies in not so far developed markets like the Netherlands market, for example, or the Scandinav or like the Swedish market? Um, I mean, um, um, the Dutch market now with Amazon is starting uh, or started in, in January. Uh, I would say it's also a, gro a fast growing market, so the standards are growing fast here. 
Yeah, so it's not that easy to uh, build some arbitrage model like 10 years ago in Germany, also in the Netherlands anymore. I think there are still markets like the, the Czech market, um, maybe the Portugal or uh, Poland, um, where it's still a bit easier to, to win with old tactics. Yeah. Yeah. If we zoom in on SEO, uh, you've yes. been uh, managing SEO teams for uh, quite a long time in your career, so you're the mm -hmm. expert to ask. Um, we see that Google rolls out, I think, 200 updates a year, uh, big ones like Panda or Penguin or, or Hummingbird, but also yeah. they, they... Or even uh, medical updates, yeah. Exactly, but they yeah. also uh, made some changes in the way they provide data to you. In Google Analytics, they actually don't source uh, keyword data anymore for uh, non-paid <laughs> clicks. Yeah. Yeah. And secondly, they also uh, made another move that is what you could say disadvantaging SEO, mm -hmm. which is that mobile is leading mm -hmm. and uh, the mobile display uh, actually displays now uh, on the desktop as well with, with four ads on top instead of three. Um, these developments obviously influenced in a huge way the work you did at Zalando and, and the work we are doing um, uh, on SEO. Yeah. Um, in what way? Uh, have that changed uh, the SEO landscape? Yeah, I, I think that was a tipping point when it gets more when it got more difficult, um, when Google was not providing the keywords anymore. So now uh, we have prediction models. There are two, three good models out there to predict what kind of keywords are um, actually ranking uh, for your single URLs. So this got a bit harder, but still it's um, it's an SEO business uh, and. Um, yeah, you and these models are you using to indicate what uh, what what the keywords? What uh, keywords are? are um, and I mean, at Zalano we have we had uh, URLs with thousands of keywords ranking. Yeah. yeah. So this is also what not one of the standard tools can show you on the market. Yeah. This is a, a very long tail business, and yeah, yeah, you you jump into when you when you catch up all the transactional um, um, top keywords, you go into more long tail, and you go into other things like information uh, keywords, information queries. Um, upper funnel uh, content types like uh, presented today, the yoga guide, the, the travel guide. So they all support then new type of rankings. Okay. They also support your transaction keywords. You know? And the mobile SERP, how, how is that the different compared to desktop uh, <laughs> yeah. search engine result pages? We all know the, the mobile SERP. Uh, yeah, the organic results are getting pushed down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some mobile SERPs, you're not only having the the four ads, but you also have the, the local one boxes yeah, yeah. with the maps. Um, so you for sure um, lose some traffic here on your, your main keywords. Yeah, and sure. and di did you have a, like a counter-attack strategy at Zalando when, when this, this, this change happened? Um, I mean, um, if you look in the, on the market, uh, it makes sense to um, broaden your spectrum on the keywords. Yeah? Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So you, so you say it's not, about, it's not about shoes, buy shoes, yeah. but you really go into um, buy sneakers 2018 online. Okay. Yeah? So you, you broaden uh, your whole okay. assortment with all filters, with everything you have. If people search for it. I'm a yeah. big fan of uh, a big keyword set. If the people search for something, you have to offer okay. a URL for it. Yeah. You know, if mobile or not. So that's actually long tail. This is uh, this is long tail. And, and, and also mid and head tail. Did you change your strategy on, on mid and head tail keywords as well? Or um, I would say uh, for, for mobile, you have the responsive design. Yeah? Yeah. Almost every web page now is on responsive. If you don't uh, mess it up with the, with the redirects from your mobile yeah. site yeah. to your uh, new responsive site, then I think um, you, still you keep the rankings here. Yeah. What, what some forget is that uh, you have a 
top uh, a keyword like uh, like shoes, like uh, P uh, PS4 or whatever, um, this is not the only keyword on this site. You have these thousands of keywords on the URL. You still have to, you know, um, uh, offer something for. You know? But but um, but going back to the strategies you started to deploy in uh, uh, in 2008 2009 those um, those those keywords um, text and looking now at the market where how people are searching these days I, I also know the story uh, uh, you told before of Robert Gent and his focus on yeah let's let's be where customers are let's be on Google let's be very very visible um, on, on all those stuff um, now we are saying the same for Amazon so people starting search on a uh, um, on Amazon Zalando became in some markets maybe the Amazon for fashion so people are starting more and more in the Zalando app or yeah. on Zalando DE yeah. uh, search for Google so let, but yeah. let's assume and we have a lot of li young listeners here uh, let's assume you're now building a new uh, fashion online retailer H how would you do it today the what is performance marketing driven by today so um, uh, as I'm not at Zalando anymore would uh, put it on a broader spectrum and say the customers now that are out there, the users are, uh, are different. Yeah, They don't follow the typical um, uh, journey anymore, go on an ad, go on organic, and then on your web page or your app. So they're more spontaneously, if they see something in Snapchat, now they can buy it on, on Amazon. There's a direct link, yeah? They, uh, they have their uh, Instagram uh, um, yeah, uh, hotspots, they have their uh, um, Instagram moments. Um, I think it goes more into what we call still social media, social media marketing, although maybe it's time to call it a bit different because also social media marketing is turning very professional. Yeah, if you look uh, into the, the WeChats uh, in Asia, uh, which offer payment by in the chat system itself and do everything in there. So the, the conversation commerce grows fast. So you need um, you need more you need to offer more. Yeah? It's not uh, enough to just go for search and maybe some uh, display ads here. You have to be present uh, with your brand on, on way more different platforms. Is it, is it uh, do you see, and uh, even as you're not uh, a member of the Zalando team anymore, um, but you probably have better access to those tools or better visibility to the market, yeah. do you see new upcoming um, online fashion retailers in the European market uh, on a frequent level. The last last big bang was about you on a more or less European level Haven't in seen the market. Them. No. Joking. In yeah. your tools, <laughs> in your, in your tools. Uh, maybe they are biased, but, but have you seen similar events in the last, like, let's say 12 to 24 months? Um, I think Zalando is a, is a heavy driver and the heavy platform. You're now collecting um, uh, all the, the offline stores also, yeah, and connecting them. Uh, still, there, there are um, the ASOS uh, of Europe going on, yeah, there's Boohoo coming up in the Nordics. Um, so there are uh, always things coming up, um, uh, little players that uh, tackle younger customers on, on different platforms, yeah, sure. Yeah. But do you, you see some spe specific player in the industry? Um, as I said, I had a look at, um, what was it, Boohoo, Boohoo you know, yeah. for example. Um, there's also in the Nordics, I think, something called Boost. Um, um, with, but in uh, Germany, um, the classic players are still on top. Huh? And do you still have like the feeling that you can handle social with the same skills and metrics which you used for uh, performance uh, performance marketing? The the approach just doing um, display Facebook and search um, 
paid search uh, will not lead to success anymore. That's my personal opinion for the future. So you need to dive into the new topics where actually the younger customers, which will be your future customers are, um, which are distracted everywhere from uh, Insta to Snap. Um, um, uh, they will even do something in WhatsApp one day, you know? Yeah, but, but, but how, how can you reach them in WhatsApp then? What is, what is your approach there? So my, what my approach would be, uh, um, now yeah, hire younger people who understand that, try to dive into it. I tried to dive into Snapchat. That was um, uh, uh, not so successful. Yeah. If you guys have, have you tried Snapchat, I'm still figuring out Instagram now. <laughs> and now I'm now I'm reading all these articles on uh, TikTok, uh, uh, former musically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, but yeah, you know, I I I, uh, I talked with Tarek Müller, founder of uh, about you about this topic a couple of weeks ago, and he explained, mm. you know, when I started with my online businesses, uh, it was the time when Facebook. Uh, went big and it really grew up with Facebook and I can feel it when a post is good. So I don't even understand Instagram anymore, which is like the 10 years after Facebook and musically Tic Tac yeah. is like not another 10 years, but five years. And it's even the people that are good in Instagram or Instagram only maybe, they don't understand like how these platforms are, are, are working and all the metrics I've learned for Twitter, for example, don't apply in these new platforms and Snapchat and it's not able, I'm, I'm still figuring out how to, and I don't understand why it's not possible to retweet stuff on Instagram. That would be <laughs> so easy for me to, uh, to comment on, on other people's content and, and doing yeah. something, it's, but it's not possible at all. And so uh, uh, people are reacting to totally different. So that's why I'm, trying to figure out so what is like the approach today because uh, still people need to have or companies need to have um, uh, a reliable way of turning marketing money into uh, real revenue and uh, the performance marketing time which is which really really uh, uh, um, um, came to light in 2007 2008 was a good way to show so it's still to be discussed if the uh, uh, cost per order versus customer lifetime view is correct on on the long term, but he somehow had a model where you can where you could say, okay, let's put us one million in this channel next year, and with like a probability of eighty percent, ninety percent, we are getting five millions in revenues in this uh, uh, this category out of this. And if I look now into WhatsApp or Instagram or WeChat, I don't see a way how to predict it. It, it, it it's it's a much more intense uh test and learn and that is yes that is actually for bigger companies that's a big threat because it's uh, test and learn might sound good on a stage like here on the immersive mm -hmm. one but it's it's a hell in corporate environments because it's not uh, uh you can't uh you can't do your uh, your planning based on that yeah i mean testing for at least um bigger companies um um, worked and still works if you tested, uh, let's say, in a niche in a single mm. country. So you, you grab yourself a country, go to Spain and test it uh, in a niche yeah. um, uh, um, women's sports, for example. Yeah? So this could be one approach. But um, what is good leadership? Good leadership is um, hiring people that are different from you, that uh, are, uh, know other stuff better, yeah? the, the newer stuff better, so that you... Yeah, um, uh, chase the people here who uh, who know um, uh, who are the influencers, maybe even and understand the metrics of uh, Snapchat and Instagram, and get them on board. Yeah. What was your approach uh, in, in in getting adapted to Snapchat? 
I'm, uh, as I said, I never uh, cracked Snapchat. Um, but how how, so how, how did you fail? <laughs> Maybe you can fail you can save us some yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I just failed overall in understanding the the idea of Snapchat. Yeah, um, I'm just now diving into Instagram and I see your posts there, quite business related ones uh, always. I'm not sure if that is the idea of. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, we'll and see. I don't, I don't know either. But <laughs> I <laughs> only have my, my food pictures and outdoor pictures. Yeah, um, uh, um, and I slowly get an understanding how it works. Whenever I post something different, it doesn't work. So there, there are metrics and systems. Um, um, probably you can figure out. But um, uh, getting these young people who, who are uh, on YouTube and figured out the system there and on Instagram, getting them on board uh, might uh, speed up your process uh, in, a, in a big company. Yeah. So suppose I'm a retailer and I'm um, um, hmm. venturing into e-tail, which is uh, I'm a rather late uh, late player. Um, yeah. And um, I want to want to st st set up my digital marketing team right now. Yes. And you already explained that yeah, attracting talent and, and good leadership also enables others to flourish. Yeah. You also mentioned automation. W what are the, the 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 traits for winning? Uh, e-commerce uh, and performance marketing teams right now? <laughs> yeah, that's a very big question here for all of uh, uh, us three here. Uh, um, uh, I think the automation and some channels, especially the old performance channels, help to do more stuff with uh, less people. Yeah, You still need what someone. What kind of automation? Yeah, the, the people, now yeah, that you um, automate your um, ad, uh, create, uh, create your search, uh, ads uh, yeah. that you automate your your cropping yeah uh, of the, the the display banner and so on so there there are a lot of systems out there there are also systems for ad text for for even for uh, content yeah if you look at uh, bloomberg and their their finance and sport uh, news they're all machine written nowadays i okay. think there's potential for machine written stuff yeah. but not uh, uh, on all sides yeah um uh, you still need the human element on uh, on a lot of creative on the new stuff where a machine cannot predict anything for you. Yeah? You need people who steer the performance channels um, uh, still uh, on the market. But the shift to a bit more um, brand and social is there when okay. you hire the people. Yeah. Yeah. And, it and, maybe, even, and maybe even looking into the, uh, maybe you have experience here, but looking in the channels, who's doing it already great? Yeah? Where's, yeah. Where are the young people on YouTube who understood their audience, who have millions of followers? Yeah. Is there um, someone or is there someone growing? Yeah, there are tools to show you who's the growing star on YouTube. Um, get them on board. Yeah. And then, the, 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 what kind of relationship in in terms of influencer marketing? Uh, get involved with them on an influencer way, or? Uh, I think these are two different things. Yeah, the the one is a, the um, a professional business of understanding the business. Yeah, uh, and the other thing is um, getting them uh, on board for a campaign on an influencer basis. Okay. I would divide it in in, in two. Um, two sides yeah. the business side uh, really deep on the channel the metrics the understanding um, the other thing is if it's a fashion influencer who can do your megaphone to the audience yeah. that's that's a different story yeah you could still try to get them on board but uh, i see it a bit different you, you talked about measure measuring uh, success on uh, influencer channels uh, how, how did you measure success on seo what were your metrics there? Was it purely uh, cost per sale and uh, <laughs> amounts of sales? Or did uh, you also look at other metrics? Yeah, I mean, as, uh, as you always a performance channel, at the end, everywhere, um, it's about um, the return on invest. Yeah, how much you invest in a channel. Um, 
and uh, SEO, it's a bit uh, long-term, so you don't look at your spend and what's the outcome on visits um, tomorrow, yeah. but it's uh, what's the outcome in the next 12 months, okay. 24 months. So, so you, need a, yeah. you need a bit different model uh, in SEO than the other performance channels. Still, it's about um, um, the return on invest based on sale, yeah. before, after returns, whatever. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like Dutch businesses that are still on the edge of going really, really uh, in, uh, intense into digital. Um, and when they're looking to uh, Zalando or to an ASOS or um, to Bold.com and say, okay, that's way too far ahead. Uh, we need to uh, focus on the basics. Um, and they need some advice on building like online marketing teams uh, um, coming like from a traditional marketing approach where like printing, whatever, TV ads. So w what would you suggest What, 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 how should a team, an online marketing team for a company in this transformational phase should look like today? All right, um, it's a good discussion point here uh, for all of us. The first thing is, if they come from a traditional business, um, what's new on the market, we have way more data. It's way more analytics driven. We have way more tools. So starting with a team that has a bit more understanding of all the tool landscape and the analytics uh, landscape and and Uh, more data-driven, actually, um, is a good starting point when you when you build a, a new team after um, digital transformation or in the digital transformation process. But, well, well, but, but specifically, what does does mean? Let's say you have like a two billion in revenue uh, through, let's say, it's a B 2 C traditional retail business, DIY, mm. food, whatever. Mm. Uh, and now going, okay, let's build a website, whatever, then you some, somehow probably end up hiring an agency, but then you mm. really want to start in-housing um, online marketing as you've understood that this becomes a crucial capability in the e-commerce uh, e competition. So um, how many people would you need? What kind of roles would you need? Uh, what would you start hiring first? Or who would you start hiring first? Well, really depends on on the business, I would say. Yeah, um, so a tricky question here. Okay, um, let's say, let's starting, say uh, let's DIY. Start basis, <laughs> let's uh, starting with the basis of um, uh, paid channels. Yeah, so uh, um, next to all the automation you have and the the tooling, you still need people who steer uh, on a very smart basis uh, with um, bringing all the uh, innovations in there. Um, um, people. So I would start with the um, um, classic performance channels. Uh, um, not like in the old times with uh, a lot of people, but maybe some who can really steer the automated uh, models out there. Um, second thing is, if you understood the, how social works for you, um, you, you need people who can really dive into the social topic. Yeah, um, what are social channels that uh, might work for you in the future? Where actually your audience is, yeah, depending on your niche. So people who can identify the audience. Um, Ah, yeah, and then uh, if you have some uh, play money left over, uh, maybe you can uh, also jump into models that are hard to predict, um, uh, um, like the influencer market. market yeah. So wouldn't you start actually with the in influencer market? If this one is still hard to predict, of course, but uh, it seems to be so super hot. So there's like popping up eight, nine figure uh -huh. online yeah. brands yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, it's point three on the on the steps <laughs> I would do. So it's uh, not the th uh, the first, but the maybe uh, the third or fourth step. Mm, I think the influencer market is uh, hot. Maybe it's too hot <laughs> in uh, some uh, fields. If I look at the prices, uh, influencer offered very small influencer uh, offered from 
uh, to me. Um, can you give us a, can you give us examples? I you don't need to. You don't need to uh, yeah. pinpoint. Uh, um, I I got a lot of offers from uh, influencer from UK uh, who wanted to have high five-digit uh, um, um, euro uh, pound uh, uh, amounts for just producing some content and publish it one or two times. With how many followers? Not too many. <laughs> yeah, let's tell us a number, like 50,000, yeah. uh, under, under, uh, under 50,000. Yes. And they wanted to have like uh, yes. 50,000 euros. Yes. So that's more than a euro per yes. impression. Yes. So no, 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 much more. It's not, a, it's not an impression, like 50,000 50, followers probably create, like, let's say you have like a 10% engagement yeah, rate, 5,000 yes. impressions. Engagement, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the prices are there, out there are, and some I just need to write high. down you about you my influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the influencer market is really intransparent. People still don't have a model. What actually is the value of a follower? Yeah. Yeah. What is a what is a valuable follower? Yeah. The tools show your follower. I can buy a uh, thousand followers probably on some platforms, um, uh, which have no value at all. So you don't get any secondary uh, third effects here from these follower. Um, so really hard. It's um, it's more or less if you grab the right influencer, they they are still growing and they have a good price. Maybe you can calculate some good model out there, but it wouldn't be the first or second step um, when um, building the digital uh, marketing team. Sounds like the, t the TV market two years ago. TV already introduced measurement uh, tools to to measure the effectiveness of offline campaigns on online sales. Yeah. The influencer marketing is, is, is less evolved, according to you. What, what, what I see is what uh, on the market is now popular, looking at single channels. Uh, yeah? um, of course, we had the big times of finding attribution models and so on. Yeah. But um, I don't think that um, looking at single channels and steer them to perfection is the perfect model to understand the customer, right? Yeah, um, because SEA uh, supports SEO. As it all supports other activities, maybe the influencer have effects on uh, on other channels, yeah. So you get better clicks rate somewhere. So um, you need somehow uh, uh, an understanding and uh, a person at the beginning of this change who understands data, who can look holistically at, at all the channels and effects uh, to each other. And then really yeah. pa uh, paint a customer journey with all the phases a customer goes through. C kind of, yeah. Kind but aren't you the person that is approached now by headhunters and HR people to work for, I don't know, let's take a Dutch company for the Heinekens and Philips of this world to build the online marketing team there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, But, but there's not so many people with your profile around. So you, mm -hmm. you have a very, very... Um, 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 relevant profile, rare. relevant yeah. pro super relevant uh, uh, profile. Yeah. Scarce resource. You can you can um, you can probably demand mid six digits uh, amounts of money uh, uh, as, as, a, as a salary. Though for most retailers with businesses that generate one to three percent EBITDA margin, that's very very hard to finance. Uh, the, what could their shortcut be? Don't they do they need to focus on newer, much riskier channels, but with higher return on invest, maybe? Or would you still say, okay, focus on let's say it's a DIY platform here in the Netherlands? The market is probably not so super intense mm -hmm. uh, selling. I don't know DIY stuff. Yeah. Uh, Please start like with writing OB, your like first. Like OB, like Horbach yeah. in Germany. Start example. with start with your ten thousand SEO 
landing page text, and uh, that's going to be the best return on invest you can you can make. So if the competitor level is low, yeah, you look of course at the channels that are cheap with the um, highest outcome. So it will probably end up if it's a low competitor market that you um, uh, start doing your SEO right. Yeah, uh, uh, especially uh, in the Dutch market, I would um, still go for the for the SEO um, approach here. Um, nowadays, it's a bit different. So you start with um, the content that supports also, uh, like Ubi is doing since two three weeks. They have advice uh, um, um, advice content for all their product categories. Yeah, so they support their SEO by actual user content. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the newer approach. I would go um, um, even on on smaller markets. Um, still. Um, If you, have a, if you have a model and you're, uh, you, you need your revenue, you go for the performance channels and figure out um, what to do there, you know, the paid performance channels. Mm. So starting with SEO, doing it uh, the new way, uh, also on markets like the Dutch or Belgian market, um, supported by content that is actually coming out of the user, for the, from the user-centered approach. You know? So you offer them uh, DIY guidance on how to whatever, build a house, how to paint the wall, how to whatever. That will support anyway your SEO rankings already. You know? mm -hmm. and, and you said, um, well, we talked a lot about different channels and you correctly said, okay, please take a holistic view to these channels because they all interact with each other. And mm -hmm. I completely believe in that strategy. Mm. Um, yeah. There's one party that we are uh, missing at the party actually one player that is uh, uh, growing rapidly and changing the seo landscape as well which is amazon um amazon how, yeah. how, how mm -hmm. is that <laughs> how, how is that influencing uh, the seo work uh, and how how is that influencing also the strategy for the the hornbachs or other players of this world That's um no, it's a good question. Um, there are companies even specialized in doing the, <laughs> the rankings on Amazon already. Oh, I heard wow. about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting it. market. Must be <laughs> superb companies. Yeah, It's pretty smart um, ones. Um, so, um, uh, what's I your view on that on, on uh, Amazon yeah. SEO? Um, for, for Amazon, th as a there, there are products and companies for sure that make sense for them to um, sell their stuff on Amazon, yeah, or at least to test. What are the prices on, uh, on Amazon there? I don't think that it's, uh, especially for the bigger players, it can't be a single strategy selling everything on one platform so that you depend on this one platform and their algorithms and, and, and their models here. So it can only be inside the mixture for most of the companies. Maybe you have a single uh, product that you want to sell. Maybe there it makes sense. Um, but for the bigger players, the... Um, Uh, um, they have to go for a multi-channel strategy. You know? okay. Still, Amazon uh, is now also in the Netherlands. No? Not yet. Uh, uh, not yet. Coming very soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> or uh, not? But we, we expect it to come. Yeah, but but they entered some Europe, the smaller European markets like the Switzerland or so uh, recently. So um, their strategy is quite clear that they go into all the markets uh, here, um, and. If you participate or not, they will grow in these markets. So you just have to figure out how can they fit into your into your model, you know, uh, your your marketing mix, but not as a single channel. And then, um, is 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 there uh, any difference compared to regular platform SEO? If you compare uh, managing your own platform versus managing Amazon SEO. Um, I mean, if you read the uh, um, other podcasts uh, um, about Amazon SEO, what they advise. Uh, Probably also um, uh, Alex has some learnings on it. Uh, f for me, the, the, the factors are quite clear. It's like um, basic SEO in all times. You have this 
the recommendation world. Yeah, um, yeah, you have the you have the text and the content world. You have the perfection and title description and all the little things you have to do around uh, and how you deliver it fast, how you use Prime. Now all these factors um, support your rankings in there. Um, Nah, and also how much um, of your products uh, are bought then? No? Or Alex, you have uh, a bit more? Yeah, I think it is, it, it's, uh, it's called Same. Amazon SEO, but it's a totally different skill. That is why uh, Factor A is so successful uh, right now. Um, the um, uh, What's interesting is that in 8% um, um, of the cases, the ranking correlates with the uh, with the um, um, frequency of selling, with, with the selling frequency, mm -hmm. so and that is something you can't protect. So in SEO, it's like if you're ranking for some address uh, in a certain market, it's really, really hard to push you away. So it usually doesn't happen overnight. So in, in a standard case, in the Amazon case, it can happen overnight, and that's uh, so it's very, very, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very different business. Much harder to, of course, if you're number one, you're getting free revenue so to say but it's uh, it's really hard to stay number one and that's different in SEO uh, and there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of okay. a couple of shortcuts mm -hmm. there of course um, and it was different in uh, in the beginning but today I wouldn't even dream about aiming for number one at Google for the keyword sum address so it's there's so many big elephants uh, invested in this keyword already so hmm. I must have like a super trick uh, uh, to yeah. go that's not possible, any, possible so, so it's like what you want to say is um, that someone who has a big ad spend and has a lot of um, selling potential or sells a lot of products yeah. on a frequent basis also ranks higher um, yeah. uh, in the regular yeah, and side, it, uh, right? yeah yeah and that, that is so that is Google in the early days yeah. as well yeah that is yeah that is yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah and that is exactly. my that is my thought that's my that's my last question on the on, 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 on for this uh, um, for this episode so yep. um, what we are seeing or what I what I what I what I see is that the networks in Amazon and Google and Facebook try to protect their customers so they want to have like the ad spend in the networks they they make it harder and harder to uh, uh, for your attribution modeling to find out where does the click come from? How was a click yes. influencing the buying decisions? So even with very sophisticated models, even like with probably like the Zalando tools, it's it's really hard to find out how your marketing euro on a specific Facebook campaign influence the purchase of the yeah. sum address. Yeah. And that is and that 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 would lead me to the conclusion to say, okay, maybe for newer companies, let's let's keep let's keep with the DIY market. It makes sense to focus on one network first because it's in, in and then you have uh, then you're kind of eliminating all these uh, all these blurring effects from other networks uh, where you can't uh, um, interpret your uh, your numbers uh, in, in, uh, in the, tr in the, well, in the tracking. I'm not sure I have a different view on it because uh, what you see happening now, and Google also predicts that, is that well, we are going to a first-party world where you want to own the data and then looking at that data and then seeing how people behave between platforms and analyzing that data to uh, forecast where you uh, most effectively spend your marketing euros on. So if you uh, foresee a future where as a DIY why shop you're the owner of your data you have like a data management platform in place then it doesn't really matter with which platforms you work and if you have a good media buying tool you're able to uh, programmatically purchase ads on on multiple platforms and multiple uh, yeah with different ad solutions so if you look at it from um, a situation where um, as a shop you want to own the data and bring everything to your own platform then I wouldn't mind that much to invest on multiple platforms as long as you're able to uh, measure 
the effectiveness and the outcome per platform. You see it the do same? You, do you, um, um, d depending on the size of the company we're, uh, we're uh, discussing here, um, if you want to grow, uh, you need a certain amount of um, user you can reach uh, for, for a reasonable price for a return on a, in a, um, on a invest model here. Um, so probably a single platform might be not enough. In any case, I think it makes sense if you if you test multiple platforms at the beginning and find out what is your preferred or for, for your niche best working platform, the best one or two approaches, of course, this is the one you will scale more than the others. Yeah? Sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah? But uh, th then we still talk about the traditional channels, the traditional models. Um, uh, what about all the approaches I read on uh, on the Spriker homepage, for example, that you cannot only use your web shop, but what what is about your app? What about the assistant and the bot world? Yeah, how do you jump into the uh, that uh, uh, the assistants and the Alexas uh, and Watsons uh, uh, in this world? Yeah, I, I think you should yeah uh, also keep an eye on the future developments. You know, what are the new channels that are come up where you get maybe free traffic? If you look at the featured snippet in Google now on top, yeah, when my kids, they are three, they ask the Google, uh, the, my Google Home, yeah, um, uh, wha uh, what is a rum steak? Yeah? What's the sound of an uh, orangutan or so? Then it comes and uh, uh, soon you will have the e-commerce elements in there. Yeah, so you uh, actually you have it already in the US. Yeah, you can buy at Walmart uh, with your assistant and so on. So uh, there, are, there will probably some new models coming up quite fast that could help some companies. So, but, but just to sum it up, to, to just general understanding. So, uh, uh, and I use it um, um, uh, very frequently when I when I give keynote speak. So, the the good thing of today is so it's never been more easier tomorrow so it gets more complicated and complicated and complicated so it's uh, there's no there's no incentive uh, to start late and to wait so there's no yes. there's no final answers there's no golden ticket uh, uh, to to shortcut mm -hmm. uh, your way into into online marketing and uh, the learning curve you had the luck to be a part of in the last 10 years is uh, uh, is still very valid and uh, um, and uh, uh, and you need to apply it right now in other networks and it's all, as you yeah. stated, it's even for a person like you, not a very easy move. So imagine what an, on, an old marketeer uh, could have a, a, a kind of a hard time to, 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 do, the, to do the trick. Uh, um, but uh, um, but uh, um, even in the newer, smaller markets, like in the Dutch or Nordics or uh, Southern Europe, there's, uh, um, it's not like 2008 in Germany. It's more Correct. like 2017, and it was a yes. hard time 2017 yeah. already. That. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool to have you here in the in the Thanks, podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, I think we're going to follow up on the performance marketing uh, uh, track in a couple of other shows. Uh, maybe uh, going deeper into TikTok. Maybe we can invite mm -hmm. a TikTok pro. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But must record then before like 10 p.m. Most of these pros <laughs> 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 are, very, uh, um, uh, um, um, are very young. And uh, good luck with your performance marketing career. Yeah. All Thank right. You so Thanks much for being Thanks in the show, uh, Norman. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Good. Take care.